Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Friday, October 13th, 2023, and this is episode 545 of the Lots Project Podcast, where we're defining norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled Random Topic Friday, and it's brought to you by Element Fire Extinguishers. Today, I'll be talking about just some random topics that have come up. I'll be uh, swinging back and talking about Workday SRF preview and all sorts of just random things as we go through. If you have anything you want to talk about in the live chat, go ahead and drop that in there. Welcome this morning. First thing we will do, grab a cup of coffee, catch up on what's going on in the chat, and um, yeah, we'll get to those random topics in a little bit. Let's just bullshit for a little while. We do have a giveaway today, so I'll talk about that in just one second. All right, guys. Oh, man. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, everybody doing this morning. Kyle is on his way to Tennessee, looks like, about 5.30 this morning, central time. Got back on the road. Uh, dropped a message here before the show. Kyle, if you're out there, drive safe. I hope everything is good and uh, your stomachs are all full and you're getting plenty of road snacks. Uh, MSU Rifle, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for all the clearing yesterday, man. Uh, thanks for coming out to Tim's. And uh, making making my life a lot easier. I know everybody who was there for Tim, um, but man, uh, working for Tim and clearing paths and things like that, the the number you guys did on the on the trails and all the work that was put in there that I'll touch on in a little bit was just phenomenal. And can't thank you guys enough for uh, for putting the day in and spending your time up there. It's pretty nice, uh, pretty nice uh, area out there, guys. I think if you've seen it and you were out out on site, I don't think the pictures or the videos ever really do it justice. Backwoods Butcher is in Virginia. Oh, man. Oh, man. Getting here. Getting close, man. I don't think uh, Virginia is too terribly far away, depending on which side of the state you're on. But uh, you are well on your way for sure. Uh, just remember, though, Tennessee is really long really long um, east to west. So it's like you'll get into Tennessee and I think you have a good uh, five hours, uh, five hours left maybe to get over on the side. And you're not even going all the way, um, all the way. Hey, internet's going to play fun on October 13th. Fantastic. That's great. Um, random talk of Friday will just be full of uh, random <laughs> random silence in here and there. Uh, Kyle says, stayed at a real sketchy motel. Uh, did you know they still have smoking rooms? Depends on what state you're in, man. Were you in Virginia when you stopped? Because I like that's a huge tobacco state. I'm, I'm not surprised they have smoking rooms still. Um, did you hear any uh, weird noises or anything coming from the hotel? We'll have to uh, we'll have to share some stories about that this weekend because definitely been there in the shady motels and uh, had friends for sure that uh, used their per diem as wisely as they could because they really didn't care where they were sleeping and sometimes they changed their mind for sure changed their mind after the fact when they decided to rent that Roach Motel and uh, save a little money but. 
anyway anyway let's get to that uh that giveaway we're gonna do 15k today last week we had the the way everything worked out i started a long time ago giving away 10,000 satoshis on saturdays um 10,000 satoshis on saturdays on fridays man it is going to be a long show guys i don't know if i'm going to be able <laughs> i don't know if i'll make it through it we'll see we'll see if we make it to an hour but um yeah, I started giving away 10,000 Satoshis every Friday. Uh, I was I was going uh, pretty well. I, I decided to change up the rules a little bit and required that we get 10 live entries. Uh, as the show goes out audio, that's, uh, that's the bulk of my downloads, but I do record it here on YouTube live every morning. Uh, actually, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Uh, so we started trying to build the live audience a little bit and requiring 10 entries in the morning to uh, actually give it away. If we didn't give it away, it just dulled the next week. And as soon as we had 10 live entries for the show in the morning, uh, we gave it away and started back at 10. Well, I figured that was uh, that was great, but uh, to grow the live audience, we'll have to increase that a little bit. So in order to give it away, I uh, I said, if we give it away the first week, when it's 10,000, if we can get 10 people in at 10,000, we'll bump that number. Now we're going to start at 15,000, but we need 15 people uh, in that live comment section from one of those four streams to give it away. And it'll still double every week. So now we're going to go 15, 30, 45 and, uh, and see how it goes. So hashtag today to get in on the, the, the giveaway, the 15K giveaway would be um <laughs> hashtag cabin guys hashtag cabin c-a-b-i-n you can throw that in the comments on any facebook youtube twitch or twitter feed and that will get registered in at the end of the show hopefully we make it an hour this morning i don't know man it's it's uh yeah, Friday the 13th, and I'm uh, a little off for sure from the second I got up. But uh, hashtag cabin, and when we start wrapping up the show, we will see if how many we have. Kyle says, I tried to build a live audience and got stuck with him. Pretty much, pretty much. And, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes the audience, hey, Pip, good morning, how we doing? At, at, what do we got Pip, are you okay? <laughs> I'm not sure. Are you trying to enter? Are you trying to enter the drive, or are you are you signaling for help? <laughs> we got at Kavi. <laughs> are you okay, Pippin? Are you okay? Do you need help? <laughs> Oh, good morning, Canadian Farmstead. How we doing? Oh, man. Oh, it's going to be a day. The dogs won't stop wrestling in the back. No, it's fine. I look, it's, oh, man. It's going to go sideways, guys. It's one of those episodes. It's just going to go sideways. There you go, Pip. There you go. Got it. Got it. Pip says he's all good. Legs are sore. I don't think they have as much elevation in Florida as Pip walked in about three trips yesterday on that hill. Now that I think about it, pretty flat down there in, in Florida. And uh, it's definitely a hike up and down the hill at Tim's house. 
at Tim's house, at Tim's property. Anyway, anyway, if you want to get in on that giveaway, hashtag cabin. Um, nice. Yep. There he goes. There he goes. Let's, uh, legs are sore. This Florida dude is not used to the elevation stuff. I just, I had that realization as I was, uh, when you said your legs were sore, I was just picturing walking up and down that hill and I was like, huh, he's from the flatlands. Canadian Farm says, I'm off my game because I'm so excited to meet Kyle at SRF. I I do. I am I I have to say I am pretty excited to meet Kyle. Corey's pretty excited to meet Kyle. Uh, the fact that we met so many awesome people yesterday at Workday was was great. Uh, community members we've interacted with online and uh, for the longest time. And you don't really have a face to a name. A lot of people you, half the time you don't even have a name. You have uh, you have screen names. And when you get to shake their hand, work beside them. Um, kind of connect personally, hear each other's stories and uh, and put that name, that screen name to a name and that name to a face. It's fantastic. Uh, man, I, I have such a tough time remembering names. Um, yeah, I, I could tell you a lot about a lot of people from yesterday. And I think by the end of yesterday, I was pretty solid on names just because it was a solid, you know, 12 hours of... Um, 12 hours of hanging out with people. So at that point, but uh, man, if you ever meet me or you see me and you come up and say, hello, I apologize. If I don't know your name, I, I really do. Just tell me, don't be offended. You are, you aren't special. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I, I have never been good with names. I could tell you what you drink. If I serve you a drink behind a bar, I can a couple years later, come back. You can walk in and I'll, uh, I'll serve you that same drink. But Names have never really stuck real well, but I try. I try. Don't uh, don't be afraid afraid to say uh, say hello. Canadian Farm says says you made some great progress at Tim's. I was blown away. I I I have it on my list to talk about. I might as well start here. I I um I we had to leave. So Corey and I Corey and I got there. Uh, we got things rolling. Um, Everybody kind of started working, divided up into what they wanted to do. We kind of put some people in a path uh, just to clear some brush. Uh, we're, we had a couple guys on bridge building duty and uh, a crew was working on uh, doing Tim's cabin, uh, getting that first eight by eight cabin up. And then other odds and ends people were there and, uh, you know, clearing firewood, clearing deadfall. Uh, working on a uh, parking area with weed eaters, working on trails. Uh, there was a bunch of food. Tim and Becky went all out and uh, brought a whole spread of stuff. And we had it all laid out kind of in a central central meeting place. And I um, we got some stuff working. And then I had to go do, do a little bit of clearing. And then we helped move some stuff. Got some people started and answered some questions, kind of directed some stuff. And then Corey and, and I ended up having to go back. Oh, actually, before that, we went out and planted some comfrey. Thanks, MSU Rifle. Appreciate that. That that bag of comfrey was fantastic. And uh, so Corey and I went hunting for some actually still damp places to, par to uh, plant that. Uh, when, if you remember from this summer, if you were listening when we gorilla planted the the comfrey from from my stock, uh, 
it was bone dry. It was like dust dry. And it's even worse. It's rained even, even less now. So we really needed to hunt down some, some moist areas, some, some wet areas, some, but places that aren't going to flood out when it starts raining. So we cut through a bunch of brush. We took some time. We found some creek banks, uh, doing some experiment experiments on some creek banks and got that planted. And man, I came back by uh, where some guys were working and I was blown away by the progress that they had. I was like, holy crap, we got some machines here uh, just rolling through this trail. And then as I walked around, every group of people was just blowing it out of the water uh, beyond expectations of what uh, what I had gathered. Tim and I talked a little bit throughout the day and at the end. And, and uh, man, we we hit the list, like the people that showed up. I think we ended up with 18, I think was the count, 18 or 19 total. Um, some had to come early and leave early. Some came later and stayed a while. Uh, but I think there was 18 or 19 people that ended up being around. And um, it was it was amazing the amount of work that got done. So Tim and I had a list that we made up the other day after we were kind of getting wrapping up a little bit on the outhouse, getting it functional enough. Still have some retrofitting to do on that. That'll be coming here after uh, after everybody takes off and uh, it doesn't need to be in use for a little bit. But uh, after we got that done, we kind of mulled over what the focus of Workday was. You know, we realized that. Um, the majority of people want to show up and say, Hey, this is, this is a goal we want to accomplish. And then they want to work on it. They don't want to decide what the, what to do or try to figure it out. And that, so as, uh, as we are putting it together, <coughs> we talked quite a bit about what, what he would like accomplished. And it turned out his main priority was the eight by eight cabin. Then we had a little bit of uh, a pretty big gap to get over on a, a creek there there was a natural walking bridge but it was definitely a roller coaster going down through it and i think eventually your knees were just going to give out uh if you walked it enough so we were hoping to get a bridge uh spanning i don't know we thought it was actually only going to be spanning like a few feet like five or six feet uh the guys that were engineering the bridge realized that it was quite a bit further than that and it turned out fantastic There'll, uh, there'll definitely be pictures and videos of all of this up on YouTube. But uh, the bridge we wanted to get accomplished, we wanted to get that 8 by 8 cabin on site, and we wanted to clear some trails. I think that was his list. And we were like, first of all, we were, we were contemplating how many people were, were going to be able to make it. And Tim and I were both in that like dozen range. And um, man, that 19 number just blew me away. And as I thought about it and looked at the progress Corey and I would make or I would make on my own, and then I was like, okay, well, let's multiply that by 20 and just go full force for eight hours. And I was like, I suppose, but still just just uh, blew my mind, the, the work that got done. But uh, the cabin is up. It's framed out. It's sheathed. Uh, there's a roof on it. And I believe somebody stayed in it last night. Uh, there was somebody that was staying overnight that didn't really feel like getting a tent out. And man, there's a structure there. They were able to throw down a, an air mattress and a, and, a, and a sleeping bag and stay in the cabin. 
So, holy crap, that's a, a great since there was zero there in the morning. Um, the bridge, uh, man, shout out to Carrie and Dylan. Those guys knocked that shit out of the park. Uh, I had no, I did not realize until they cleared out the banks and really got the, the got the foliage out of there, how wide that gap was. Those guys were dropping 18 foot logs and, uh, and manhandling them over and across this gap and built this fantastic bridge. It, uh, it, it, it's, um, it's kind of like, I think somebody said Funhouse bridge or Dr. Seuss bridge, but, uh, the way they assembled it and, um, the visual reference they gave you in the way they constructed it, it, it makes it perfectly fine to walk across. Um, and Carrie, when you listen to this, uh, I know you get way behind, but if you end up listening to this episode, uh, I'll get that handrail up, man. I was, I was looking at it this morning and already contemplating how to get a handrail up on it because it is, it's quite a decent span and, uh, I wouldn't want to fall off it. And in the dark, yeah, maybe a couple of cocktails. You never know. Uh, somebody might take a tumble down into that little ravine and that wouldn't be fun for sure. So we got that bridge built and man, the trail system that got put in, uh, when I was out exploring, uh, planting the comfrey with Corey, looking for places to get that in the ground. Um, we found another flat spot that was easily accessible from where, where we had a trail going, man. We took, we told those guys to take a right and head down there. Um, Mike there, um, that showed up was clearing trails with a weed eater. And he, I mean, how did you run that thing out of gas a couple times? Cause I didn't hear the thing shut off for like five, six hours. Uh, the, the trails that were cleared was fantastic. Uh, and, and MSU rifle says that that's from Billy Bond stock. Oh, cool. Cool. So the comfrey that came on properties from Billy Bond stock. Uh, so we have the stuff that I started in Minnesota that's now being grown, um, and distributed out of, uh, Seattle. And so that's on the property. And now we have Billy Bond, uh, comfrey stock too. So nice, nice. We got that marked, um, some experimental, some experimental locations that hopefully work out really well. And if it does flourish in the one area where I planted it, it'd be really cool because it'll be next to a campsite and, uh, that'll be a really cool, pretty flower in the summer, uh, blooming if you're hanging out by that campsite. So Canadian Fire says, says at least you have comfrey if someone falls off the bridge. Yeah, we'll just we'll hang a uh, hang a poultice or a, or a, a salve tin off the bridge just in case you fall off. Here you go. <laughs> but yeah, it was. I I mean, this was my first uh, GSD. This was my first Tennessee uh, GSD, and it came from a lot farther than Tennessee. That was the other thing, man. Like the the travel distance people came out. Steve and his wife, thank you so much for uh, for coming out all the way. And you weren't even coming to the festival. Uh, <laughs> I found out yesterday that you're heading home. I was like, dude, that's fantastic. I uh, I appreciate you coming out and, and putting work in there. Uh, it's all for the all for the good of Tim. And uh, but it saves me work. Like, man, I I can't thank you guys enough for for all the time you've saved me and the progress I can make on top of what got done is the thing that blows my mind more. Uh, it's not just 
it's not just that the all the hands made the work less like that's obvious like i don't have to clear that hundred yards of trail that got cleared just down to the dirt which it was blew my mind because when we when we clear out there we're trying to get the distance the most distance so the the meticulous clearing doesn't really happen uh, when you're focused on clearing the trail it, it looks so much better it's not just the hundred yards that got cleared it's the hundred yards i don't have to struggle to get through to work past that to carry things through there to go um find the next trail that leads off that you don't have to struggle through that hundred yards and i don't know um tim mentioned it a bunch of times over the whole time we were working there every time we walked up to the main cabin site every time we carried lumber somewhere every time we beat the trail down a little bit more it seemed like it wasn't quite as far and it seemed like it wasn't quite as hard to get there and as you beat those trails down and as they were easier to walk through as they were easier to uh to not get snagged up in all the briars or or uh you get the deadfall cut out of the way so you're not like having to hump over logs it just got so much easier to maneuver in there so Guys, you, you don't even understand how uh, how much easier it made working out there this winter uh, just getting that uh, base level in. And a place to get out, get out of the, the weather, man. It gets pretty rainy from what I understand. I was talking to Carrie and some other people about the weather patterns here in Tennessee. Man, if I get stuck out there in the rain, um, there's a cabin. There's shelter uh that can hack it can uh can kind of sack out in and uh that's just phenomenal that's great tim's planning on possibly coming down in the spring um late winter early spring i guess it would be middle of winter where he's coming from and and late winter here uh but to spend hopefully uh, a significant amount of time and maybe be able to spend the whole time out on the property in the cabin that they got up so that's fantastic it uh it, it really is uh, so that was kind of work day. I, I might have more to mention as it comes up and uh, and we talk about it. But uh, yeah, if you uh, if you're in the live audience, I see uh, I see there's way more than entries into the drawing. Hit that hashtag cabin in the comments and get entered into the into the 15k giveaway. Who couldn't use 15,000 satoshis? Did uh, did the the billion dollar lottery get drawn? I, I saw people were talking about getting their ticket. Um, I've been out of the the whole lottery game since I got out of gas stations, really. And we started traveling around and it's all state to state. It's all different state to state. You don't really get in that. You don't stay in that group. But I don't even know if it was the Powerball or the Mega Millions that was going to be over a billion dollars. Did that drawing happen? Did anybody win it? Because I, I would like to win it <laughs> if it's still available. I guess Elon doesn't want me to know if the lottery's happened yet. <laughs> not allowed. Not allowed to talk about the lottery on the show. Um, hit, Kyle says it. Hit the likes too, damn it. <laughs> hit the likes. Hit the likes. Hit the shares. All of that fun stuff. The subscribe button. Just like it says over here. Like, 
share, comment, and subscribe if you're watching the live video. <laughs> and if you're listening to the audio and you happen to be get up in the morning, join us someday. Join us someday. Pop in and say hi and, uh, and be on the live feed. Let me look at this list of, uh, of random topics I have. So I had the, the work day. I have, um, we got the comfrey. I, I hit the comfrey. Appreciate that, Mike, for, for you bringing that out. Uh, that was totally unexpected. And uh, it was a nice, it was nice. And it worked out really well. Because like I mentioned, going and trying to find someplace, I had an idea where I wanted to put some. Uh, and an, a rough idea of the area I was going to search for to put the other. I uh, had been out there a little bit. I knew it kind of stayed a little more uh, damp. And going there really just was, um, it was the prefaces for for going to and making a new campsite just because we had the hands to do it and the tools to do it. And um, walking and looking that Corey was just standing there. She says, this is perfect for a campsite. And it's easy to get to from, from the other path we're doing and it works. So we appreciate that. Uh, the trails got put in, man, I, I'm, I can't count the number of feet of trails that got, uh, that got easily, that got to where they're easily to, to follow both visually and walking on them so much easier. So I appreciate that Steve, Amby and, uh, and the rest showed up, uh, that worked on trails, palm tree, uh, all you guys, it was, it was great. Uh, and then the cabin got built. I wish I had been able to be more of a part of that, but we were we were running around doing all sorts of stuff. And um, every time I came back, I was I was blown away by the progress that was going on. That those guys knocked it out of the park, and um, we'll get videos up of that cabin here soon. Corey got a little bit of good video. Some other people got some pictures. But that's the thing that happens at these. There's no uh, not a lot of documentation because everybody's just working. No one's taking pictures. Weird. Um, and then the bridge, yeah, I mentioned Carrie and Carrie and Dylan, and uh, man, you really, you really knocked it out. Um, <laughs> oh no! Um, Canadian Farm says I don't want that kind of money, but if uh, if you win, I'll take a mill. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. I was hoping just to like fall uh on somebody's coattails i i have no uh no problem accepting accepting a billion dollars from somebody that just won 1.7 billion um i don't even need a mill man like i've done the i've done the mental exercises so many times in my life like what it would take me to just be done and it's not a million i mean make it work for sure yeah yeah it's less than a million i would i would kind of kind of really sack away and uh, and you wouldn't see me very much uh backwood says it tell you what it took me leaving new hampshire to remember that i'm not normal you can just assume for the rest of your life you're not normal uh i'll 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 just give you that certification <laughs> i'm looking forward to is that a billion oh that's a million Looking forward to a million sats Friday. God, man, that's not going to be good. That comes out of my, my pile. I don't want to be the lottery. <laughs> oh, but Workday definitely a success. I appreciate that. Like I said, um, what else is on my list here? 
Element fire extinguishers. I guess that's uh, I put that in as the sponsor of the day. I'm excited to mess around with those this weekend. They are uh, they're they're at the post office. <laughs> I didn't have an opportunity to grab them yesterday. Not a big deal. I'm going to grab them today. Uh, see if I can get uh, a demo set up down at SRF uh, to test one of these out. At least one of these out. I have two of them coming. Uh, if if I have a successful test we get good video and everything uh hopefully i'm gonna hang on to one uh for either a later demonstration if i come up with something better or just to have for safety's sake and have around here if not i'm guessing uh, i'll end up ordering more because from what i can tell they're going to be a quality product i have uh, a couple of different thing a couple different avenues i'd like to pursue to see if they could benefit some people but i'm excited to get them in my hands if you haven't heard of uh, element fire extinguishers they basically work like a road flare uh and they're trying to i don't necessarily know if they're trying to replace but be a companion or a different option for the messy uh fire extinguishers you've seen your whole life the big red can with the nozzle that you spray out and makes a ton of mess. If you've never used one or seen one used, uh, fire extinguishers leave just a god-awful mess everywhere. These are more of a chemical reaction, and it shoots a gas out, an inner safe gas that uh, basically chokes fire out, and um, it lasts longer. It's, it's just, I can't wait to get one in my hand so I can really tell you the difference. A lot of years spent in uh, maintenance and blue collar uh, industry, working in factories, things like that. And being in maintenance, we did the fire extinguisher, um, the the safety checks every month, the trainings, the all of that. I've, I've discharged many, many, many fire extinguishers in my life. I've done the training. I've I've uh, seen the cost. I've seen how long or uh, how little time the big fire extinguishers, bulky, uh, that expire and all the mess and all the everything about them. It's just, uh, it's, it is what it is. It is what it was. This one is a different, it's a, I think it's a game changer as far as it might not replace the others, like I said, but, um, Easy, compact, no mess, don't expire, lightweight. You can put it on your person. Um, man, there's an opportunity for this. There is definitely. So if you want to check those out, there is a link in the video description. You can uh, you can go check them out. It is an affiliate link. I do get a little kickback if you end up buying one. Check them out or hang out, wait for the video, wait for, uh, for me to test them out and, and give you a review, see if they're worth it. Um, I think they are. I was excited enough when I saw them in use to go look at the website, dig more in, and nothing persuaded me to not pursue them. Uh, so I'm excited. I am definitely excited. And if uh, for some reason we can't set a fire and put it out at the SRF, yeah, we'll do it in the yard out here by my uh, by my camper when SRF is over. We'll get video. We'll get them tested out for sure. And, uh, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, Backwood says, none of the pigs told me I was shocked. <laughs> none of the pigs told me, you forgot the comma, I was shocked. The pigs weren't telling you that you didn't get shocked. They were telling you, and then you weren't shocked. 
And then Kyle says, I bet you can't wait to get that element in your hand. For sure, man. For sure. For sure. But yeah, those uh, I should be picking up those uh, those up today and uh, and getting definitely some uh, on-hand physical experience and being able to relay that to anybody that they are expensive. Well, they're I don't think they're quite as expensive as the ones you're going to have to replace every year that discharge, but they're like $80, $80 to $100, depending on the size, a little more. Uh, you can get bigger ones that last longer. Uh, $80 bucks is it is what it is. It's, I don't think it's something that you just throw away uh, on a chance that it's okay. And definitely, if you're going to be relying on it as a fire safety device and you've never used it, you've never seen it used, uh, you've never seen it by used by someone other than the representative of the company, you might be like, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it's going to work when I need it. And that's something you're trying to have to be confident in in a fire extinguisher is, is the confidence that it's actually going to work. Um, and so I want to give that experience. I talked to the company. Um, depending on if I can get it done as a presentation, I will probably get them compensated back to me. And even if I don't, I, I want to know uh, if they work before I start carrying them for myself. So that was worth the 80 bucks to me to, to try it out. And the fact that I might get uh, get the money back or if I can sell enough of them with affiliates and I break even and I get a reliable tool to, to help me with a tire blowout or a small fire in the camper or God knows if we roll up on somebody on the side of the road and they have a car fire or a tire fire, we can help them instead of watching their car burn down. Canadian Farmstead says that, yeah, 80 bucks is cheaper than rebuilding your house. Sure is. It's uh, it's cheaper than uh, especially my house that has these big rubber things that roll down the wheel that when or roll down the road and when they get hot and explode, they like to catch on fire. Well, right above that is my house. So, um, yeah, yeah, I would definitely take $80 over losing my house. Check it out. Links in the in the video description. You can uh, you can see videos there. They have links to videos on the website of uh, being used. And uh, if it's for you, go ahead and grab one. If not, wait till the videos come out. And I would appreciate it if you do buy them and you heard it from me. Uh, you uh, you use my link, so I do get a little kickback on it. So excited for that. That's coming up this weekend. Uh, let's see. Back to the list. Oh man, lots of notes. My computer again, again, twice this week is insisting that I upgrade my Windows to Windows 11 or something like that, and I'm, I just keep ignoring it. Eventually, I think they'll um, eventually they'll just make it happen. I'm guessing, but oh, workday 15k giveaway element fire extinguishers. All right, let's get down to this other <laughs> other topic list random topic list that I had. And then I had some people uh, throw in questions. I, I don't know if I'll get to all of them. But uh, the first one here, Mike, I think it was um, I think it was MSU rifle that that put this one in there. I never put the notation of who asked it, but I'm pretty sure it was Mike. I was wondering what happened with Bitcoin once it's all mined. Isn't mining what keeps the integrity of the blockchain? Um, why won't it crash when it's all mined? So I haven't really heard a lot of discussion about this. I do know the answer. 
I do know, hey, K-Bon, good morning. If you want to get on that uh, opportunity to possibly uh, get 15,000 Satoshis, enter hashtag cabin. That's hashtag C-A-B-I-N. Um, I've heard... I've heard the discussion. I know the answer to what happens once all the Bitcoin's mined. But uh, what he's talking about is when we did the basics of how Bitcoin works, and I was talking about the layers of Legos, and each time we put a layer of Legos, there's this math computation that happens, and uh, all the computers race to, make sh to get the answer to the math uh, computation that includes references from all the blocks before and that's how it secures um the the reason they get paid or the way they get paid is the mining of bitcoin that's what they say mining bitcoin so a little bit is is newly made it's it's made it's it's established at a certain rate at each block and every about four years, that amount cuts in half. So if every time the block is solved today, and it's not these numbers, these are just fictional numbers for math's sake. If every time the block is is the the is confirmed, is solved, the the reward today is two Bitcoin. Every time. So every 10 minutes or so, a new block is confirmed. There's two Bitcoin rewarded to the to the computer that solved that problem. Every four years or so, that halves. It's called the halving. Weird. It's a it's a really mysterious name that um, that you'd never know what it was. The halving happens, and it's approximately every four years. So it's going to go one Bitcoin, and I think it's under a Bitcoin right now for sure. But uh, every four years, that keeps halving. If you know anything about math, you can't have it um, enough to go to zero. I mean, you can, but not really. It will get infinitesimally small to where it would be insignificant. But um, what happens then? Like, how do they get paid? Why would anybody do it? Um, they also get rewarded in transaction fees. So all those transaction fees that you see when you send your Bitcoin transaction, they fluctuate up and down depending on uh, the, the strength of the network and how busy it is, things like that. But those rewards go to those miners also. And at the point that all the new Bitcoin is mined, that's what will secure the network is the fact that there will be transaction fees being sent to those miners. And the biggest thing about it is it's supposed to happen in like 2140? So I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, I do. I do. I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think in the next uh, 100 years or so, uh, things will figure it out. I think at that point, um, I think at that point, it's not, it's going to be a moot issue, hopefully. Uh, it will be for me. Definitely. Um, but no, I don't just like I'm not kicking a can down the road like uh, like governments do with with money problems. I think it's just it's going to be secured by transaction fees. It's just going to keep rolling. And the scarcity when there's no more being produced should with supply and demand um, just 
just locked the the value of that asset in. So that's my quick explanation. <laughs> I hope it makes sense. I hope it's uh, accurate enough for the people that know better than me. I uh, I think that is uh, is is legitimate. You don't hear much about it. It is a long ways away, guys. I don't think anybody. Oh man. Well, with the advancements in technology and and the and the the sheer amount of money I have, I should be able to live to like one fifteen, one thirty. Um, but uh, no, I don't think many people even born today. You never know advancements and stuff in a hundred years. Maybe we'll be living one hundred and fifty. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's it's a good hundred and fifteen years from now. I'd love to be around to see what happens. Nah, I don't know. I don't know if I will or not. I don't know if I want to be, if I want to live. That's always one of those, uh, one of those introspective questions is like, if you could live to be 150, do you want to? And I always hearken back to the, the green mile scenario, the, the green mile um, guy there was Tom Hanks played that had the the curse of outliving everybody and he was just going to live forever and he said it was horrible i kind of feel that way i kind of feel that way and as i see um as i see uh some relatives uh especially corey's corey's grandfather uh, we had this discussion one day and he was very active I mean, like after retirement, all the way into his 90s, his late 90s, he was still riding his bike around and, and things like that miles a day. But he would go and get breakfast with friends. He would go and do things with friends. He had uh, he had um, lunch, lunch club and this and that. And then his wife passed and then his friend passed and then he found a new friend and then they died. And one day I was talking to him and he's like, I, I don't have any friends anymore because they all just died. Like, I'm outliving everyone. And he was just like, what do you do? Like, do you, do you just keep finding younger friends? You just keep finding younger, younger friends uh, that, you, that you keep outliving? I mean, like, it does get kind of probably old at a point where you're just like, I can't do this anymore. And you're just done. Um, and I, I don't think he ever necessarily gave up, but there's a point where I think, uh, I think I was talking to him and he was just, it, he was just ready and not ready to die. It wasn't like he was going to go do it himself, but he was like, if it happens, it happens. I've lived, I've outlived all my friends and it is what it is. Uh, what a great, what a great old man to, um, <laughs> green miles a day. Are you all right, Kyle? Are you all right? Canadian Farm said I could retire now if I die next Tuesday. <laughs> you got enough net wealth to make it four days? Congratulations, man. You're you're ahead of most of us. <laughs> or or at least uh, I think I could make it till uh, for two weeks until the next month's bills are due. <laughs> Oh, so that's uh, that's Bitcoin. That's my uh, that's my take on um, what happens when all the Bitcoin is mined. I think when anything is uh, completely mined, like what would happen if all the gold was mined? Like, would it 
would it just disappear and have no value? I don't know. I don't know. People are still going to get paid to mine it somehow. If there's none left, then they're going to get paid for selling it and buying it and using it. I don't know. It's a tough argument because Bitcoin is kind of its own animal. It's different. It's different than anything else. But I think, I think that the... I think all the numbers make sense at the end of the day. That's all I got for you. <laughs> if you want me to dive more into it, if that wasn't a, a good enough ex explanation, def definitely send me a message and we can look at it again on a, on a cryptocurrency topic day. Um, what else is on the list here? I have, um, oh yeah, I was talking about this yesterday at workday. I uh, got mentioned, I, um, I'm been down here in Tennessee I watched uh, down the end of the road here. They had, um, they had, um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Kyle, Kyle, are you driving? We were wondering yesterday, Kyle. Uh, we were all wondering, do you drive or do your, your wife drive? And was it the whole way? We were just curious. Definitely. Um, but anyway, as we stayed here for long enough, kind of watched a field get planted, watched soybeans grow up, watched them mature. And um, then as we looked into, I actually was in another Telegram group. I was in Rob, uh, Rob Kaiser's all around growth uh, Telegram group for his podcast. And, um, and, they were talking about when they spray desiccant on crop fields to harvest them easier. And if you don't know what desiccant is, it basically dries everything out and, and kills it. Moisture absorber uh, sucks all the sucks all the moisture out. So when you see a field that happens to be like all green soybeans, blah, 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 they're like all day. And then the next day you drive by and it's like crispy brown. Yeah, that's what happened. Makes uh, harvesting, I guess, consistent, easy, all of this. So I was just contemplating that in my head for a while. This is quite a while ago, a month or two, that they were talking about that. Maybe, yeah, a month or two. Uh, and it was just kind of eating at me. I'm like, this this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, uh, <laughs> and I... Um, <laughs> God, star that comment. That's great. <laughs> and so I was thinking about this desk and stuff, and I was like, this this just doesn't. I mean, I guess it makes sense for ease and all of this stuff, but it didn't sit right with me. I was like, why would we do this? Uh, this can't be good. And one, it's using chemicals, and maybe they're not harmful chemicals. Who the fuck knows what they use? I don't know what they use. I'm not a uh, I'm not an ag specialist by any means, especially big ag, industrial ag processes. But I was like, this can't be good for this stuff. Well, the other day I was driving down past this field and they were harvesting it on my way down. They had a big tractor out there. There's a dust bowl like going miles down the road, just blowing across. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I, I'm watching and I'm like, God, that's just it's just dusty. Now, it hasn't really rained in Tennessee here for at least like a month, maybe more. So like shit being dry, you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Knowing and watching these these beans 
dry up. I was like, well, that's adding to the problem. There's a big plume coming out as the as the beans are going into the track or into the the trailer. Um, there's just a plume of dust coming. It's blowing all over. And I'm like, that's the desiccant is really, really making this bad. Like, I, I went to the store. I came back. They had finished the field. It looked like they vacuumed the field. Like, literally took a big vacuum cleaner. There was nothing left. There was not a green speck. There wasn't a green speck really in the field after they sprayed the shit on it. But it just looked like a flat parking lot of dust. And I got thinking about when we were growing stuff at the farm, when we were gardening, and the awesome soil that we were building, because when we would go out to the garden, even on a normal harvest day or on a, a pruning day or a, just a weeding, whatever, we were just dropping that shit right down. We're dropping those leaves. They would slowly decompose. They would add to the soil. They'd or add organic matter to the soil. Uh, at the end of the season, uh, we would just kind of trim up, drop the shit like mulch, get the big stuff, the stalks and everything that out of there. But <clears throat> even when you were just pulling it out, if you were pulling, um, <laughs> if you were pulling uh, just the full tomato plants out, leaves were dropping, just incidentally dropping organic matter. And if you weren't intentionally doing it, at least you were passively building a little bit of soil. You were leaving those roots in there. They were still alive, likely, uh, when you're pulling them out. There's root matter. That's decomposing. And I looked at that field and I went, industrial agriculture sucks to begin with. You're like strip mining the soil. You're not adding anything back in. You're adding fertilizer with chemicals. You're not building soil. All like uh, Jack goes brings up often the biggest export in this country that we get paid nothing for is topsoil blows away. Now we're not even letting the plants die on the field. We're not harvesting the crops and letting, even if they didn't kill it, the leaves that dropped, the, the stalks that dropped, this all just fucking blew away. It's gone. And on top of it, everything's so dry as they drive everything on it, it just blows away. And I'm like, how long, how long can that happen? How long? And yeah, it just sat and it's it's been sticking in my head ever since I watched, uh, drove around here the last few weeks and watched these fields being harvested and watched just all, everything just blow away and at the end when you look at those fields it, it, it's it's kind of depressing they're not rich full soil that you you would think that you'd want to grow things in that you'd want to grow healthy food in that you'd want to grow anything you'd want to consume in it's like a dusty gray parking lot that'd been vacuum clean when uh, when the plants were done it's not sustainable it's not it's it just it's it's horrible and it's uh it's kind of depressing when you see it i guess um kyle said that's why people are starting to see the benefits of rotational grazing and planting not enough dude not enough you think karen at the fucking grocery store even knows a, a fraction of anything i just talked about or could give two flying shits 
but she gets her soy latte, so got to get them soybeans. I don't know. A little bitter about that shit when I see it. Because that's just ruining things for everybody. That's not just... Yeah, I'll get off that soapbox real quick. <laughs> Backwoods Butcher said, desiccant, just like you, sucks all the moisture out. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Canadian Farm said, that's what the ladies called me in high school, the desiccant. <laughs> it's because you dried them up. All of a sudden, a bunch of high school girls were postmenopausal. All dried up, ready to go away. Oh, man. 52 after. Got a few minutes here before we're going to try to give this away. I don't think we're going to. Oh, no. Not even close, guys. Not even close to giving 15 away. I don't think Canadian Farmstead's going to be too far off on the million Satoshi giveaway. Um. <laughs> Backwards Butcher says we've been driving past all the corn and soy fields. It's nuts. Yeah, uh, dude, you got a long ways to go. You got a long ways to go uh, with the fields. Wait till if you went past Tennessee. Have you ever driven through the the Midwest? <laughs> if you thought you've seen a lot now, uh, Canadian Farm said I don't know if we're uh, we're gonna be too far off on that million Satoshi giveaway by the time we get fifteen people to actually watch this live. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, SRF this weekend, guys. I just want to touch on that a little bit. Uh, I'm excited to uh, speak on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the last year uh, on our road trip. Uh, since basically launched at SRF last year in the fall. Uh, we left the homestead about uh, five or six days before. We came down here and we never went back. So technically, I guess that was our, one of our first stops on our, our journey. So I thought it'd be a great time to circle back a year later and uh, just share some stuff that happened and, and things I've learned, things Corey's learned, um, cool, funny stories, cool and funny stories. Uh, share those and, um, and what we've learned from them. I think it'd be uh, it'll be a nice little presentation. Uh, some great stories that I've that I've settled on. Um, Kyle says SRF will be the farthest west he's ever been. Head, yeah, head west, young man. Uh, but there's a bunch of awesome speakers. I got a great group of people from this community that we're all doing a vendor tent together. We're all going to get to hang out and, uh, and sell our goods. I don't think any of us really individually had the need for a vendor tent. Uh, but together, we definitely have a bunch of stuff that we're going to put together a, a pretty cool thing. And uh, it's a great place for people to come and and find find the people that that um, that they want to talk to. Uh, find Kyle. I don't know why anybody would want to find Kyle, uh, but he will be there if you want to laugh and poke fun at him. Toolman Tim, myself, uh, Pip is uh, <laughs> Pip has a truckload of uh, duction cups with him. We're gonna give a bunch of those out, get some people interested in those, and uh, I got a bunch of stuff for sale. I got silver. I got a bunch of, a little of a bunch of things. And that's where a vendor tent didn't make sense. I don't have physical products I really sell on. So Kyle didn't have a bunch of physical products to sell. Tim's got some patches. Uh, Pip's got duction cups. So we weren't going to make a ton of money selling stuff to really cover a vendor tent. But man, the exposure, when uh, it becomes affordable, I think it was a fantastic uh, brainstorm that happened. 
and I can't take credit for it alone. It was uh, it was definitely a group uh, group think tank thing one night and uh, made sense. So appreciate that, guys. Um, excited to see the speakers. Excited to uh, to meet Kyle and uh, and I've already got to meet some other people from the lives and the the community in person that I hadn't met before. And uh, that's always cool. I really appreciate that. I think those bonds, uh, bonds really form stronger when it's in person. So I'm excited for that. Um, it should be a great event. It, it, the speaker list is great. Uh, Joel Salatin, man, that guy, if I, I could tell you all the videos and books, um, tell you all the videos and books and references and things I've learned from Joel Salatin or uh, his son, Daniel, uh, I could probably, uh, I could probably do a whole episode on it. I'm not going to, it would bore the living shit out of you, but uh, yeah, I, I've dug into the guy's stuff. So when, uh, when you have that guy who, who set my, my farming and um, an anarchist and uh, loophole uh, a loophole finding uh, mind in motion. And then you also have Jack Spierko sitting there that's probably influenced uh, um, more of my decisions with just what he talks about and the way he's passionate about it. Um, don't agree with him all the time. And he's, he's, he's happy when you say that. Uh, but man, he's really shaped a lot of, uh, a lot of our life and um, the decision-making process. Jack, didn't tell us to go get in a camper jack taught me how to think and figure out what i wanted in life really wanted in life and how to figure out how to get it so i appreciate that so um man it's great it's great um oh pip's pip got a uh got some nice uh got some nice video i think on a gopro and other things he's going to be working on downloading that in a bit it's going to be great it's going to be great um <laughs> kyle, kyle says if i got enough cash he'll sell some physical stuff and uh pip's working on that video um you could do what on your show at some point kyle like talk about all the joel salatin videos and, <laughs> and, and books <laughs> Kyle doesn't, um, <laughs> says video, not quite nice. <laughs> nice. Anyway, guys, uh, I'm going to spin this wheel. We're not going to give it away, but I'm going to, I'm going to spin this wheel. See who would have won if, uh, if we had had three times the entries, <laughs> but anyway, here we go, guys. Let's see who would have won if, uh, if we were giving it away this morning, I mean, 15K, it is kind of early to get up for 15K. Oh, Canadian Farmstead, you might have been able to retire. You might not win the billion, but you could have won 15,000. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, I uh, I hope you have an awesome Friday the 13th. Uh, don't let it get you down. Don't uh, don't Don't worry about it. If you worry about it, you get that mindset that it's going to be the horrible day that you think it's going to be. Unlucky 13, Friday the 13th, all that jazz. Here we are in October in the scary month with uh, with all the ghouls and goblins on Friday the 13th. But yeah, screw it. Have a good day. Enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to be busy, busy, busy this weekend with SRF and hopefully 
get some show prep time done. But I'm guessing uh, Monday will probably be an SRF uh, recap and then uh, pound out the rest of the week of content. And uh, I think that's going to end up being uh, what I need to do. It's going to be busy for sure, for sure. I hope you all have a great weekend. If you are coming to SRF, please come to the vendor tent, say hi, introduce yourself, tell me your name again, and uh, let's make that uh, in-person connection. I really value that. If you're not coming to SRF, please uh, check out the virtual uh, virtual event if you're interested in that. Uh, I can get you a link. I think I've posted it quite a few places, but if not, if you can't find it, or you want the easy button, shoot me a message on Telegram, in the email, or anything. I'll send you a link to uh, to sign up for that virtual event. I'm excited, guys. I'm excited. I'm going to get out of here. I got a bunch of stuff to do. Kyle is traveling across. We're all going to meet up and uh, and talk vendor tent here this afternoon uh, for a little while. And, uh, man, the event starts tomorrow. So I'm excited. Going to be a busy weekend. Thanks again, everybody that came out to work day yesterday and worked on Toolman Tim's property. It is, uh, it was a huh, huge success. I would say more than a huge success. I appreciate you all. Have a fantastic weekend. Spread the word about uh, about 15k Fridays. Next week we'll be giving away 30k if we can get uh, if we can get those entries in on the day of the show. So. Guys, have an awesome weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday.